What's good, y'all? It's your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Man, I love doing this thing, man, because every week I'm joined by my partner, my partner in crime, my best friend, my homeboy, my dog. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. What do you do, bro? Gobble, gobble. It's almost Thanksgiving season. <laughs> as soon as Halloween ends, you see them holiday commercials. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> People's already started putting up their Christmas trees and stuff, trying to get ahead of it. I'm already judging people who still got Halloween shit. I'm like, mm. <laughs> some people go hard with it. I just seen a house with like all the the fake webs, like the cotton, like the yeah. material from the cotton ball, but it's supposed to look like spider webs all over their crib. I'm like, damn, I don't know when they're gonna take that down. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, this is why I never, never in life went trick or treating before. Never like experienced from afar or nothing. I seen it from TV and shit like that, obviously, yeah. but um. I took my daughter trick or treating for the first time this year, and I'm looking at the houses. We was in a pretty nice neighborhood too, and I'm like, okay, I might, you know, what I mean, one day when I just got it all together, I might do the the Halloween decoration thing and go all out. Cause I didn't even I didn't even know that's really like a signal for people to know that you trick or treating for your house lights to be on. Yeah, like I mean that you like you accepting trick or treaters or something like that. I didn't I never knew that. I just knock on every house like fuck it. Unwritten <laughs> code. <laughs> Heard up. I ain't shit. I ain't know the game, but. Man, it was an awesome experience seeing my daughter do it, letting her get her first first time, really rocking out there. So it was, it was somebody said something to me like, "Adulting is um finding true enjoyment and watching your kids have fun. You're like you're content and watching your kids enjoy." It. And I was like, "Yeah, that's true as hell." Because I would have never in a million years thought I would have ended that night talking about I had a dope. Day. You know what I mean? Right, it right. Was pretty, it was pretty cool, man. How'd you find out the rules to the house light thing? Oh, yo! Shout out to my uh, my babysitter, man. She is super awesome. She's um she she's uh, white, so she knows the code. <laughs> so she took, she took us to her, na- well, her neighborhood. She I thought it was gonna be a shit. deeper a, a deeper um, explanation to it. But like she's white, so she knows everything. <laughs> what the fuck? We just follow her. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but yo, and it's it's super crazy. It sounds ignorant, but it's like sometimes when you're not exposed to that type of um lifestyle and you know that person that kind of could open that door it sounds silly you'd be like oh well i can't go skiing unless tom brings me or you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not gonna go shooting unless jake brings me and sometimes you need that person to kind of open the door because you feel like somebody might say something to you make you feel out of place you know what i mean golf even like a maybe a country club or something like that you know what i mean you get in with your homeboy or something like that. but it, it's and i even told her i was like yo you opened up a door like culturally i would have felt uncomfortable Doing that, even though I know black people live in that neighborhood, I know that it's not you know. But we didn't break no color lines, <laughs> nothing like that. But it was just like I didn't know. I didn't know the game. I didn't know the code. You know what I mean? How to felt awkward. So, what other aspects of the world do you feel like white people can open up for you? Because <laughs> this is interesting. He said I, I didn't have access until I had a, a white babysitter. No, but it's it's like that for everything. Like I've I've noticed that in um I, I've never like been in a uh I, I guess what you call an interracial relationship like long term. But you know what I mean I messed around with people from different races and it's, you always see like little cultural things. People you know what I mean they might bring you to a barbecue. You then like oh they rock out different at day barbecue. They playing um what's that shit? cornhole? You ever seen that shit? Yeah. <laughs> they playing the cornhole shit like cornhole goes like, hard. I'm like what y'all doing over here? You know or bear pong? Bear pong goes you know what I mean right, goes right. hard too. But I didn't grow up playing bear pong and shit. So it's um. Little things that the cultures could take from me. They call it cultural appreci- uh, appropriation, but it could be cultural appreciation. <laughs> wait, wait. You think you, you think you you culturally appropriated by trick or treating? No, I don't think I do. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm saying people get mad sometimes when they see per- like the, the the a white girl listening to certain music or mm-hmm. rapping certain lyric. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't I don't necessarily view like that. I think that's the beauty of life. Right? Yeah, that's I don't trip. I, a white person can rap any rap lyric except one. Nigga. <laughs> you you know they do it when they alone in their car though. Oh, of course, <laughs> man. You know they do it when they alone loud too. <laughs> you gotta get it, you gotta get it out. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. <laughs> pause the song and everything and just say it through the silence. Just pause it right there, like a DJ. Start doing some DJ Khaled ad libs in the middle of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> We the greatest. <laughs> nah, man. It's uh, it's, yeah, whatever. Like, I can, I, I would do it too. Shit, I can't. I don't knock it. <laughs> but it's what it is. You know what I mean? Rap music's popular. Yeah. It's what it is. I don't trip over stuff like that, yo. You ever do? There's a lot of things in life. I, I was thinking about that a couple times a week, man. People trip over just like like stupid shit to get mad about. But I don't. I ain't tripping about that, man. Like, but but obviously, you know what I mean. If it's used in another context, 
you know what I mean? Then you you kind of have all grounds to bug the fuck out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean like white people you, you or non-black people using the N-word? Yeah, yeah. Because that, that can become tricky. I've seen a few uh, Hispanic celebrities getting in trouble for that. You know what I mean? And like what, where I come from, but you, you come from the same place. Like we kind of grew up with Spanish people using that word kind of like normally, right? You know what I mean? Uh, I never... Probably where you grew up, but not... not <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, be honest. The I, I didn't grow up with a lot of Hispanics. Yeah, yeah, me we neither. But, but I felt like by the time, by point, like I was in high school, there was a, a bunch of them. I wasn't like, did he just use the n? You know, you ever seen that Tupac thing where he's a security, uh, the the CO <laughs> used the n word? He's like, he just used the n word. He just used the n word. I, I didn't have that reaction. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it wasn't. It was just kind of like, all right. But but if yeah. Jimmy from Homeroom would have used that term, you know what I mean? You might have been, whoa, whoa, Jim. <laughs> Slow your roll. <laughs> Whoa, Jim, take it easy. Oh, yo, man, my fault. What you been up to, man? What's up, bro? You know, we catch up at this time, man. How you been, dog? Me, I've been good. I've been good. I quit good. kickboxing because it didn't fit into my in my schedule. You quit. I don't, man, let me not man. say I quit, but I, I've been slacking. That dude, that one dude intimidated you. You're like, I ain't fucking with this shit no yeah, more. Yeah, that's right. I, didn't, I haven't gone back since homeboy kicked me in my chest. <laughs> this nigga playing for real. Yeah, he's just... Dude was play, yeah, he put a mouth guard in, man. I told you. I was like, once I seen that, I was like, oh boy. Like, if you about to fight, a, like, let's say you're in a street fighter, you, you arguing over a parking spot or something like that. Somebody put a mouthpiece in, just walk let away. Go. Let it go. Just <laughs> let it go. It ain't worth it. it ain't, well, whatever's about to come to you, it ain't worth it. Do not stand your ground. Word up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, but last episode, I think you were saying you was thinking about basketball. You was picking up basketball or something like that. What's your, what's your, what you going to re- uh, replace it with? Well, replace kickboxing with? Yeah. Kick, yeah. Uh, probably basketball because I've been, so in the tri- in the metropolitan area, New York metropolitan area, there's a, um, a joint called Zog Sports. I don't know if it's in other parts of the country, but uh, it's pretty big out here and they just have different intramural leagues and mad locations in New York City and Jersey and so I'm try probably try to do that because that I could stick to. Like I was telling you before, like you gotta be accountable to your teammates. So it's not like I'm gonna skip out on a game. Like even if I'm tired, I'm gonna go at least. You know what I'm saying? Just to, if anything, be on limited minutes. Yeah, commitment to to your 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 promise. You know what I mean? When right. you started. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kickboxing. I was on a, a free trial, so maybe if I paid for it, I'll be more committed to it. Maybe I should pay for it. <laughs> oh no, that's cool, man. You got you try think, try different things. Dip your toes in different water, man. So it's what like I've been I've been on that wave too lately. To be honest with you, I um I started doing lift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's been an experience in itself. Um, I've, it's been a positive experience. I'm not one to like brag and boast about how great an experience is when you like you know me only done it for a little while because you never know what the underbelly is, right? Mm-hmm. But um no so far so good I haven't had any back experience I'm meeting a ton of people you know what I mean making a yeah, little shout extra out money. to Lyft man shout out to Lyft even though they're not sponsoring <laughs> they should though <laughs> holla at us man holla at the Perfect Talk podcast yeah you say you meet a lot of people like anything interesting um great conversations just great conversations <laughs> I had like um a uh, West Indian customer the other day and we literally the entire ride just spoke about our West Indian mothers and. Child abuse, so to speak, you know what I mean? And just, wow. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like basically what we learned from our mothers and what we what we can and can't do nowadays, basically. But um, shit like that. Or just, um, every, like, most of the people, you know what I mean, I, I have great conversations with um, and get a vibe. It's, you know what's really interesting? What's teaching me about myself and, I guess, maybe people in general, a little sociology experiment, which is, you know, being a sociology major where I think I might be joined to it. It's like, you kind of have that, like... 1.5 seconds of pulling up on a person or maybe seeing their their picture in the in the app you know what i mean their profile mm-hmm. picture or something like that and you 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 judge you definitely make a judgment like whoa oh, oh. <laughs> like you know what i mean like oh this this block hakeem from this block uh oh you know what i'm saying and then oh so the pro, uh the person's profile picture pops up yeah depending on if they have a profile picture or, or things like that yeah you see them when you see them when they when they when you accept the ride and then, you know what I mean? Obviously, when you pick them up also, the profile picture pops back up. So like, yeah, some- now, now, this is interesting because uh, the ride share, I never thought, I never, I always wondered about the driver's perspective, but. It's weird from the driver's perspective because you don't know where you're going. Right. You definitely don't know. But I've, I've like, over, you know, you you got to get your feet wet with something to learn the game. So I've learned throughout the weeks different ways to filter your settings. So if you need to be somewhere at a certain time, mm-hmm. it'll make sure you don't, you're not too far from that place by that. You know what I mean? So that's pretty you cool. You could like put in a location? Yeah. Like, that's like, dope. 
because the other day, you know, I, I picked my daughter up from school, and the other day it took me about like forty minutes away, and it literally was like a forty minute trip back to, for me to get there exactly on the dot. You know what I mean? Like I had to, I couldn't even stop for gas or nothing, nothing, nothing like that. And it was like, oh, I didn't know about that setting, so now I just said it and let her know, you know, I need to be at my daughter's school by such and such time, and it won't, it won't take me that far away. And actually, I've noticed it's been more frequent with getting me rides, kinda. You know what I mean? Like That's it's just dope. Like, yeah, it's pretty dope. And I just got approved for Uber. Shout shout out Uber. You know what I mean? So I'm about to start doing that, doubling up the money. You know what I mean? Getting that that food delivery Uber each money. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you doing Uber Eats? Uh, both. Yeah, yeah. When you do oh, Uber, you, you I can thought do you both. said there was some rule to Uber that that like the car is like certain specifications Cars. on the car. You, yeah, yeah. You yeah. My car it or something. My car didn't make the requirements when I first checked, but um, unlike you. <laughs> with the title Jay Z situation, I kind of stay up with shit, and you know, I mean, always periodically go back and check, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I found out that they, their requirements had um had loosened up a bit. Yeah, to back them up a couple of years, so yeah, I gotta I gotta prove. Yeah, the um that's interesting. What well, the, the my favorite thing about ride share is that it it mitigated the like the racist cab drivers in New York because they see <laughs> you and then they just drive past you. Like I've had like a years like that was my my experience. Then when Uber came out. I was only Uber, like, because they just, you order and they come. Yeah. Yeah. I bought, nah, actually, I got my babysitter Uber the other day, and it was Mercedes-Benz. I'm like, I should have used this on a date, man. What you, <laughs> like, we ain't have to, you got the Mercedes-Benz treatment. You got the, the Plicka Playboy treatment right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but then nah. now you said you, they see the picture. I wonder if sometimes I get canceled because they see, but I don't got a, no profile picture. Yo, real talk, I ain't even gonna lie. Like, cause there's certain people I don't want to run into. Like, you know what I mean? It'll, it'll be awkward to run into. Not that I'm nervous about, you know what I mean? It'll be, it is what it is. They could get these hands. But <laughs> it's like, it's funny. You like, oh, you kind of accept the ride before you even look at the name of the profile. Cause it's just, it's like, it's like if you sold drugs or weed or something like that and their phone rang, you kind of like, you react to it before you, you know what I mean? You like you looking right. at the number and you like, uh, all right, should I answer this phone? Should I answer? It's not actually it's even worse than that because it's more so like you don't it even think. It's worse than drugs. You heard it, kid. <laughs> 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 but like your thing goes off, and especially if you was waiting a couple minutes for a ride to come on, you hear that bang, and it's you know it's you only have a certain amount of time to accept a ride. You know what I mean? It's like a little timer that's running, or they'll go on to the next driver. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of just so like bing, you kind of just like, react to it, man. Fast, like yeah, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh shit! All right, so I guess but, as um, you as one should. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're chasing the money. But um, it was funny because I put I picked up this old couple. Actually, the couple that that took me about forty minutes away. I had picked them up, and they're looking at me, and they're looking at each other, and I'm reading their lips, and I'm like waving, you know, come on, come on in, <laughs> and I'm waving at them, and all I can read their lips is like, not black. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean not black? What are they talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> but but then they get in the car, and I realized the description for who was gonna pick them up was different because I didn't know there's a lot of third party companies that use like Lyft and Uber to, to for their clients. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people I pick up be like, yo, the insurance company paid for this ride, or such and such paid for this ride. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't. I'm learning the game. I didn't know about all that. But um, I say all that to say it's actually a pretty cool thing. I would have never thought the idea of ride sharing would even work or be successful but it's it's actually starting to become ingrained in people's minds in the community and um you actually are really helping your community you know what i mean i don't think people really think about it like that but you're helping drunk people get home without driving you're helping people get from their doctor's appointments and stuff like that so it's like it's honestly if it kind of gives you a really good feeling and not like you're not just taking advantage of people you're actually providing a service firefighters cops Lift driver. You heard it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Help your community. Help your community out, man. Become an activist. <laughs> man. But uh, other than that, man, like, oh, yo, big. it was a big week. You know what I'm saying? My kids, she had picture day this week. It was um, dope. Um, she had Halloween, you know what I mean, so, which, which was dope. She had a birthday this month. So I actually, I had bought her in a costume for her her birthday because she likes playing dress up. And then I had actually bought her another costume for Halloween. So I'm like, October's kicking my ass. <laughs> I needed that ride share money, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But uh now nah, we back at it. You know, holiday season now. We about to get back at it and everything, man. But how's how's uh yeah, you had a chance to check out any new music? You heard that Kanye album? I know last time we spoke you did you didn't hear it yet, right? Yep, and last time we spoke I said I ain't listened to it. But my yeah. wife loved it though. She um she listens to gospel music, so yeah. the um the Kanye joint is right up her alley. And then also uh she follows like a lot of like celebrity pastors. On Instagram, mm-hmm. and all of them are digging it. It's cool. It's cool. I I listened to it once last Sunday, and it, my thought was, you know, this is cool Sunday music. 
you know, um, it, it seems genuine. Like with Kanye, you kind of always got to put those air quotes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean with anything he's doing, but it's like it definitely seems genuine and it's 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 good. It's not, um, you know what I mean. Sometimes I don't, and maybe this, uh, maybe this just might be me, but sometimes something with a positive message might be a little hard to consume, or something like um, you know what I mean, like a gospel. Something might be like, oh, well, this ain't my usual listening, so stepping out of your comfort zone musically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, well, it's not, not sensational. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's sensational in the sense that it'll it arouses the senses. For Titula- most people, titillating. It's not, yeah, it's not titillating. So shooting people and and like a sec- sexuality and all that stuff. That stuff is titillating. Yeah, but he does it. He does it well. He definitely. I think he he makes it very consumable for hip hop listeners. If you've never listened to anything gospel related, um, like Snoop had a pretty cool gospel album where it was like a compilation, and he had um, you know, there'd be songs where Snoop wasn't even on, but it'd be like you know, what I mean, gospel acts on it. But um, no, that's cool. With I, I think that's really cool with actually rappers embracing their. Christianity, because because religion is one of those things I think exists in the black community, but you never really you don't really see it as much in the in the in the music, you know what I mean? So um, that's pretty dope that they're like you know they're they're embracing it, at least not no more, because you know all those old school, probably a few new school people too, but a lot of the old school people came out of the gospel tradition: Whitney Houston, Sam Cooke, and and and, mm-hmm. all, and a lot of these people, and they came yeah. out of that gospel tradition, brought some of that style. Though the the content, like the the lyrics themselves, weren't spiritual, the style, the, the style, style, yeah, yeah like yeah. that soul in it, it was still there. No, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. Yeah, but rappers, you know what I mean? Rappers could have grew up in a in a totally religious house, but you wouldn't hear none of that in their music. You know what I mean? Maybe or maybe you get the one track, you get the right. DMX, the DMX prayer track or something like that. You know what I mean? Or the yeah, but P- the DMX used to do a creepy like. I mean, I get it. Like it was, <laughs> but it it was like. It's, it, he did religion in the same way that like the the movie The Exorcist did religion. I mean, wow. the Exorcist, in a, the Exorcist in, in essence was a religious movie. They had priests and all that stuff, and, yeah, and yeah. a lot of accurate stuff about sacraments and all that type of stuff. But you know, it was kind of creepy. So I feel as if DMX when he did it, it was just kind of. I mean, listen, it, it was some real spiritual stuff. I'm sure it was very genuine, but the it, it just came off as kind of like a creepy horror movie vibe. So that's a that's a no go on the uh, DMX gospel album. For <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah, that's a no go. Keeps not with the shits. <laughs> not with the shits. Man, I, I like the those. Hopefully, Kanye, you know, what I mean, keeps doing his thing. Um, cause I, I I would I ain't gonna front as much as Kanye was bugging and I wasn't even feeling his music the past few projects. I think it'd be the the rap game would be lost without him. Not lost. I shouldn't say that, but it would take a loss if he wasn't in it. You know what I mean? Right, because he's a creative guy. He is even like when Nicki Minaj was talking about retirement stuff. I kind of felt the same way. I think she's kind of backtracked that a little bit, walked that back because she has a project coming out. But um, or she got married recently. Yeah, she got married to her boyfriend Kenneth. Um, I forgot his last name, but um, shout out to them. And and but but maybe that was you know what I mean maybe it was one of those um impulsive tech uh, tweets where you know I'm retiring from the rap game. Well, you know what I mean she was pissed off, but I think you know like they're both Kanye West and Nicki Minaj are, are definitely assets to the rap game. Right. Um. Matter of fact, there was a and to get into the show a little bit. Cardi B had made a comment recently, and there's a lot of a lot of like you know when you hear stuff like this. People sometimes you make a comment, and your comment might be a little. Not, I don't know if you know to say it, it, it included a lot of hubris, but or a little bit of hubris. But I think sometimes you're just being real, and people are just going to get offended by it because they don't want to hear your uh, opinion or they don't want to see you taking credit for stuff you can't get. And in, in Cardi B's situation, she had a um interview with Rap Radar. And she feels like her blowing up is the reason why we're seeing a lot of female rappers nowadays. And, um, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, City Girls. I even seen an article the other day that tried to call Lizzo a rapper. I don't know if I'd call Lizzo a rapper. But um, she's kind of doing a little uh, more singing than anything, right? But yeah, even I mean, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I get, I don't She's people, definitely a singer to me. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely, I would definitely put her in R&B, but. Yeah, rapping. I guess people who who feel like they can't do a genre because I see what she's she's not you know some of her lyrics have that like rap cadence yeah. to it and then she'll sing the hook but I I, I wouldn't call her a rapper but um I I've even seen a, a magazine article saying like she has the new rap album of the year or something crazy like that so it's just like um to Cardi B's point she feels like and I'll read the quote I feel like after me it's easier for a lot of female rappers um. Before me, there was no female rapper that was signed to a label. Well, you know, the ones that had been established. Nobody was signing them. Now, everybody's just signing them. If you could rap and you got a couple followers. And 
So, you know, I mean, a statement like that is kind of, you know what I mean, to say that there were none or there weren't any. Obviously, someone's going to get offended by that, right? That's going right. to raise hair on someone's neck. Um, So she caught a little backlash from that. And she um she figured she'd clarify it and say, basically, or explain her, 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 her what she was saying um in a tweet. Basically, labels were signing female rappers and putting them on the shelf and not focusing them. Bitches had, bitches been rapping. Bitches been had talent but the music industry wasn't believing you tell me what rappers were giving features to female rappers what label was pushing a female rapper what what tv music show was inviting female rappers only two female rappers for years and one ain't last too long (laughs) okay (laughs) now you tell me (laughs) so it's just like who she talking she she ain't mentioned no names nah i I presume like what is that one one ain't last long (laughs) one ain't last long like damn but um no but it's truth I think to her statement, it, it seems like one of those statements where someone's like the the new kid on the block is saying, well, all this is kind of because of me. So I can see why people get offended by that. But there's definitely doors that I feel like have been open because of Cardi B, right? Um, of course. I mean, but I mean, this. I guess the statement's kind of strong. What it implies is that like she's the one who sparked all 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 this growth with women rappers. Would you give that to another female rapper? I guess and Nicki Minaj would be the elephant in the room, right? Or yeah, I mean, the thing her? is is that it's, e- it's far easier to prove than it is to disprove what Cardi was saying. Because in a, in a way, it's true because, you know, Cardi was an exotic dancer and all this stuff. So was, it, if she could blow, and then also she was a, a, a reality star before she was a rapper. Mm-hmm. So if she could do it, then who knows who else could do it? And then the fact that, you know... Uh, her like she puts her sexuality out there, but clearly, if there was no Nikki, there would be no Cardi. So I mean, I, I don't know if you could like to take such like singular credit for it is, is weird to me. But like I said, I can't disprove it. It's you know, it's it's more true than it's not. I, I feel like we're, we're getting into a dangerous situation as a society where it almost feels like you have to kind of. Give credit, you know. Remember, when, well, not remember, but obviously, remember when we used to buy CDs and we'd read the um, album credits, right. and you'd be like, "Oh, this song samples uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Like, you kind of got to do that in conversations now. You kind of got to sample or give credit. I mean, to whoever you're, you know what I mean? Might be whoever might be shaded by this. So for you to say something that may be true, it's like you kind of got to put in the 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 uh, precursor of, oh yeah, but but shout out to, you know, the ones who came before me and the forefathers. And if you don't do it, it kind of comes off as disrespect. Like the 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 Damien Lillard and Shaq situation kind of came from something like that. Like Damien Lillard was stating his opinion. He didn't really view Shaq as a rapper like that. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you, if you're not paying homage to the, to the gods and the, 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 the Mount Rushmore, it's like, oh, well you must be disrespecting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess just in, in regular life, you got to make sure you're promoting yourself, especially in the age of social media where everyone's prom- promoting themselves in some fashion. So mm-hmm. you got to be diligent, diligent about promoting yourself as a brand, you know what I'm saying? Playboy or Keith or, or like just always selling yourself. So I, I get that part of it. Like earlier this week, I was doing a, a talk at the American Express building in in, the, in uh, New York. Um about sales or whatever, and just giving career advice as far as telling people, you always got to promote yourself. Like you always got to talk your accomplishments up, even though to you, like you, like it's like you did it. Yeah, it's my job, or I'm good at it. Nah, talk about that shit and say I did it. You were uh, attending a, a talk, or I, I was t- doing a talk. I was I was up front doing a talk. Oh, uh, that's cool. That's dope, man. Yeah. There you go. A little public speaking out there and shit like that. But <laughs> it's real like that though. Like um that's part of selling it. That's something I've noticed with with Lyft is like if you wanna have someone talk, like or you wanna create a conversation with someone, I've learned that actually from doing sales. But um make them talk about themselves. You know what I mean? People love talking about themselves. Hell yeah. I was I was um this uh at work, this lady I, I'm mentoring. I told her, I was like, yo, you wanna get managers to talk? Just ask them some question. Whether or not you know the the answer to it. Just ask them that, like, if you already know it, whatever, but, and you watch how they talk. Be like, yeah, you know, what I really want to know is, like, your thoughts on, I don't know, whatever, like, profit something or other. And then you will hear somebody talk and just go mm-hmm. on and on. They will go on for 15 minutes before they check in and be like, oh, uh, I know it went on so long, but uh, something <laughs> I'm really passionate about, then you got to say some shit like, oh, no, it was great. It was... <laughs> 
Very Tell valuable. me more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, no, no. And, but you know what I think that my theory on that is too? Like, I think people, you know, you kind of want to see this, the movie of your life. And sometimes when you're living it, you look back on it like, damn, I came a long way in five years. Or I came a long way in 10 years. And by you telling that story, you're kind of watching the movie of your life. You know what I mean? So people, like, because I'll get caught up sometimes talking about some of the situations that I thought were, 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 were crazy in my life. Or I thought, or I'm proud that I've made it out of. And before I know it, like you said, I'm talking for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Babbling right. on, so and, just uh, like, and once you have that realization that someone cares, then you'll just go on and on about it. Because how often do you get that? I mean, more people care than you think, but when you get kind of that affirmation that someone says, like, "Yeah, I'm con- I'm curious, or I'm concerned about your thoughts," like that's kind of it gets you hyped pretty much. It gives you a stage. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like therapy. It's an hour dedicated to me. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people who, like, when you talk to your friends, you might get five minutes at a time about you, maybe, in a in best case scenario. But, like, in therapy, like, it's the one entire hour all about you. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's huge. That was, like, one of the things, the first things I noticed, like, because you talk to someone, even, and I believe you learned it with doing a podcast. So say me and you were having a conversation. You ever talk to someone and you feel like everything you just said, they 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 weren't even listening to it. They were just waiting to say what they wanted to say. That's most <laughs> you know what people. I mean? Huh? That's most people, including yeah. me. Yeah. So it's just like I've learned to just kind of like let people rock. You know what I'm saying? If someone's talking, let them talk. Let them finish their story. Let them, there's a reason they want to tell it. Let them rock out and express it. But like, but with therapists, I don't have to do that. I don't, I don't give a fuck what my therapist was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really think she gives a fuck what I was doing either, but at least she's a, she's paid to pretend. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's paid yeah. to, mm-hmm. she's paid to give a shit about, she, she's paid to give a shit about what you think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, um, I like it though, like, but not, not even to get off subject a little bit, but with the with the Cardi B thing. But like, I've seen that also with um, recent comments Michael Jordan made about Steph Curry, um, where he was asked in an interview, uh, you know, is Steph Curry a Hall of Famer? And you know, he gave him props. He said he's a great player. He's not a Hall of Famer, and people ran with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's dissing Steph Curry. He's, you know what I mean? And and. I, Maybe he was dissing Steph Curry because Michael Jordan seems like one of those dudes who might just want to throw a little jab in there. But I think also he was being factually correct. Steph Curry isn't currently at this moment in the Hall of Fame. And that's an accomplishment that Michael Jordan has achieved. So I mean, he might be really really particular about saying you're a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not to get into a sports conversation, but he's wrong on that one. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, and I anyone because if Steph Curry left today, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. So but common sense. But about- I, I, uh, Michael Jordan's point goes well taken. I, I see he has a certain standard or what he sees as being a Hall of Famer. Michael Jordan had to put in a certain amount of work to be a Hall of Famer. He started his career in like 83, 84, and he went all up in, all the way up until the early 2000s. So he feels as if his body of work with six chips and yada, 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 like who's Steph Curry to make it to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But I get it, though. Yeah, but but I feel like but people run with it like you. It's like it's almost like nowadays you can't even you can't even really state your opinion about someone if it isn't positive because then it comes off as hate. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, well, you're hating on Steph Curry, and then Steph Curry was like, even you know he felt when I think when he was approached with it, he was kind of like, I think Michael would answer that question differently if the question was, do I do they think I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame? You know what I mean? Or do they think because you know currently at the moment, obviously I'm not. Um. He's like, I think Mike would answer differently. But even so, like, Michael Jordan's allowed for his opinion. Like, you know, you don't have to like the new generation. You know what I mean? Yeah, Steph Curry's <laughs> like, wild humble. <laughs> he really is. But yeah. why would you get in the back and forth with Michael Jordan? What could be gained from that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to gain from it. Yeah. But um, so you kind of got to always play the humble ro- role in something like that. Because it's like, I wasn't talking about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was talking about me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, one of those type of things. So, But it's also, I just find it funny, like, just how we, we get caught up in 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 the i don't know like the 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 minutia of it all the 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 clickbait of it all right no, it's that, interesting that it's yeah, interesting you got michael jordan commenting on on basketball we always listen to that stuff yeah, he talks exactly. about yeah you know this team would have beat the the 2000 whatever warriors and shit like that that michael jordan says it's interesting and he's probably annoyed at the comparisons too you know right like like cuz you can't as the person that's retired you can't do anything else 
So that's kind of right. put you in a position to like a little bit of resentment. You know what I mean? Right. I, I'm, I'm, I, my time is up. You you get the advantage of looking at my stats, and then now you now now working towards it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't have that advantage. But I do think he really believes this stuff. But I think that a lot of those types of answers are out of ego. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. It's true. And then, but and even so, like, so if you didn't have a perception of who Michael Jordan is, like, say you didn't know him from a hole in the wall, you might think he's a dick from that comment because of the clickbait of it all. Or you might think. Oh yeah, he's right. You know, I kind of agree. So you know what I mean. But you, we get this news and such small snippets. And it brings me to our next subject that um, Facebook is actually receiving some flack because they've announced that they will not be fact checking political ads. Um, which at first when I heard it, I was kind of like, "That's cool, right? Why they're they're a company? Why do they have to fact check ads? Like, does ABC fact check every political ad that plays on their net? You know what I'm saying? That plays or does CBS do it? So why would I mean, Facebook isn't a television company, obviously, but you know, being a, a media company, why why should they have to? But then, 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 I think I took a second and remembered that Facebook ads are kind of targeted to their users, right? Mm-hmm. Based off of information that they've they've taken from you, um, so they they know what's going to talk to you. So then, so that kind of made me think differently. Like, all right, well, now it's targeted ads, and we're not even going to sit here and be like, oh, well, this person could just say any old thing, you know what I mean? To 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 get an old person because that's what that's really where it's coming down to. People are taking advantage of senior citizens. Or people who really aren't, I guess, really educated on certain things, right? And um, that's so it's like so it let, it let me in a weird space. It was like, damn, should Facebook be fact checking these ads? You know, Zuckerberg, I seen him, I seen him on TV. Just um, he's answering questions about it, kind of like we don't fact check any ads. You know what I mean? Like, although they do have a fact checking company that they that they do work with, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, but his is so I don't know. It kind of left me in a weird place because it's like Facebook is a great company, you know, but did I don't know if Facebook was necessarily made to police elections or things like that but it's just the fact that their power has grown so much that now we're looking at them to do certain things like that right now we're hoping that they'll only play fa- like factually correct ads so it's kind of like as a company is is facebook have a moral responsibility does to only play ads that they fact check that are 100 percent true we're looking we're not first of all we created a monster right so sure did, sure we, did. <laughs> facebook ain't no damn vehicle for social good like it was to see which of your old friends gained the most weight like that's what facebook was <laughs> so now you're looking for to it to like fact check political ads yada 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 i mean granted they do have enough enough capabilities to you know kind of cool down like some of the the political manipulation but to like fact check ads and all this stuff like it's on the consumer to to educate themselves. The truth is that a lot of people who's getting those ads are, are already susceptible to certain kinds of lies. Somebody wants to pay to kind of spread the lies. I mean, I don't know if that's Facebook's responsibility because it's a business, right? They're paid to their responsibility is actually to make money, right? Take the money from that ad and and keep the keep the payroll rolling in for their employees. You know what I mean? Um, but it it, it puts you in a way. You said it yourself though. They're they're susceptible to those type of ads. So if like Facebook stopped doing it. What's is is every single media outlet gonna do it? You know what I mean? Everything that this person's bombarded with on a daily basis are they fact checking everything? So you're right. I I, I agree with you 100. percent It is on the the consumer. I think Twitter's not just not gonna do political ads. Period. Now that would be. I agree with that. But to like, if you're actually gonna take political ads, then to have to fact check all of it, I just rather see them not do political ads. Does Twitter, how does Twitter do ads? I haven't been on Twitter. In a while. How do I like the ads show up as tweets? I don't know. Well, oh. <laughs> I'm like trying to think how it's done. Um, I know they got to be making money, right? The no, they make money. Right? I mean, they got yeah. a sales force and, and all that type of stuff that pays yeah. salespeople a lot of money and marketing people and yada yada yada. How as far as how they deploy their their ad space, I don't know. I gotta I gotta check it out because I'm trying to think. Is there like a banner ad at the top of Twitter or something like that? But um. Yeah, no, but that's a smart. I think I like that that approach. Like maybe we just shouldn't take political money. I mean, I don't know as a company if if that helps you hurts your bottom line or not. Because right, this election season is probably a big money maker for for ads. You know what I mean? Right. It's like the Super Bowl kind of right. So why not? You know what I mean? Kind of like ah, I'm just turning down all that money. You know what I mean? But I I respect them for that because it's such an open space where there's no. It's like the Wild West. There's no real policing that to just unleash these. This bombardment of information on people who aren't who aren't prepared for it could be detrimental. You know what I mean? It could it could be terrible. So um, even free organic um, content that people get on Facebook is is wacky. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 
I don't know. Like people are already getting it. I don't. I guess Congress just wants someone to be mad at. Pretty much, pretty, but I also could see because like uh, like the, the article I read about it said um, Facebook's business model is based on collecting as much data on its users as possible. It shares relevant data points, including its users' demographic information, with advertisers for targeted advertising. And we gladly um, gave it up. Gave it for free. We didn't even make. We did not charge them nothing to get it. Yeah, <laughs> gave that for free. And we typed into it. our computer our birthday. We typed in our agenda. We typed in our favorite albums. All this stuff. Favorite movies. Favorite TV shows. Hobbies. Favorite soda. Yep. We told them exactly <laughs> the entire resume. All yep. this stuff. Gladly. I mean, it is. It is what it is. Like we created a monster. I think it's people. The the people or the consumers of Facebook got to take some kind of responsibility now. You know, granted, some people ain't savvy enough to be fact-checking and checking resources and looking at the bibliography of every article, but to some extent, you got to understand what your, what, you know, what the playing field is like. You got to know some people are lying, but, you know, some goofballs read some article, some made-up article, and they like what the article's saying, they're just going to agree with it, and, you know, it is yeah, what it is, those people. They wanted to feel like that at the yeah. beginning. That was already their opinion walking into it, Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that too. But I, I, and I guess the danger of that is like, so I, so there could be certain ads. Maybe let's say there's a racist ad, right? It's like only this group of people are seeing it. We, like they're not showing it to me and you, right? You know what I'm saying? Because we're not, we don't fit that demographic. So I can see the danger in that. Um, but I, but I also think we created a monster, and now it's on us to police our own monster. You know, what I mean, to ask the monster to police itself is pretty stupid, in yeah. my opinion. Or, or so, just not so, use it. People could just not use it, but they. That's, that's like that's a, a a genuine option to just not motherfuckers use Facebook. Is, motherfuckers is vaping while watching news <laughs> news reports of people dying vaping. They ain't, once they addicted, they addicted. Yeah. <laughs> so they that's this it's part of your it's it's part of the um the lux the lexicon. You know what I mean? And and that's what I was thinking. Not to get back on the ride sharing subject, but that's what I was thinking with ride sharing. Like Uber and Lyft might not be making any money like that as a company right now because because they're not really concerned with our generation. They want the term Uber and Lyft to be in the lexicon of our children. They want it to be when they think of transportation that comes up in in the top three. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 that's really what it comes down to. Is like you wanna you wanna be Facebook is part of our lives. It's ingrained in our life. And people are gonna there are gonna be nefarious people out there who try to take advantage of that access to your life. And like Keith said, and I think one of the greatest points in this conversation, you gotta police that yourself. Um. You got a chance to catch any of the World Series. Baseball's finally done. I've, after the Yankees and the Dodgers was out, I ain't watched no baseball. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Basketball, football, yeah. and UFC twice a year. <laughs> I don't <laughs> watch baseball. Oh, uh, man. Well, well, then you might not have heard then, but uh, I, 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 President Trump attended a game in Washington, right? It was called Washington Nationals were playing Houston and got booed. <laughs> it seemed kind of surprised by it. I don't know if you've seen the video. His reaction seemed kind of surprised by it, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Does that tell us where we're at as a country? That the whole stadium of not even the whole stadium, but a good amount of people in the stadium um booed the current president in his quote unquote hometown of Washington. You know what I mean? And chanted "lock him up" on pretty much the same day or within twenty four hours of him killing the top terrorist top terrorist in the in the whole world. Taking credit for for killing this. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll give him credit for it because he's the one who got to sign off on it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do him like that because yeah. when uh, Barack Obama, um, when he 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 approved the the killing of Os- Osama bin Laden or at least the the raid, I was like, yeah, my man Obama Obama smoked him. Ran up on him with, <laughs> ran up on him with the blammy. <laughs> ran up on him with the blammy. <laughs> came CJ came from San Andreas. <laughs> what I was just about to say, shooting shit up like CJ from San Andreas. Yeah, so I, I'll give him that. Like he ordered it, and uh, he got booed. And does it say where we at as a country? Yeah, that people, as much as you hate the president, no matter which president it is, every president is hated. Every single one of them. Maybe not Washington. I'm sure there's some people. There had to be some people that hated him who was like, no, nah, no, nah, nah. England was pretty cool, man. I don't know why y'all kicked him out. <laughs> Enjoyed the tea. <laughs> yeah, it was cool-ass tea. You know, they accents is weird, but just cool. Nah, so every president's hated, but for a stadium to want to go ahead and do that, that's like a step down from when homie threw the, the flip-flops at George Bush. 
Oh, that was big. That was big. That's up. That's how <laughs> that's in the same neighborhood. It's not yeah. quite as bad because it's not physical, but like it's in the same neighborhood. So, I mean, honestly, if I was there, I'd have been chanting "lock them up" too. But that just goes to show you where we at. That people feel that they got to do that to the president that hates a certain group, certain groups of people so much that people feel that they got to show the hatred back. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. This country is. It probably it's probably gonna be another two presidents before like we could at least get back to some normal like two fairly normal presidents before we could kind of get back to like a hating each other like we used to not like so fiery and so visible so much vitriol yeah a lot of vitriol <laughs> they use that a lot in the news and it is a lot of vitriol I've heard that word more in the past four years than I probably ever had in my life yo man <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no no but but um do you think the ter- the 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 strike on the um terrorist leader uh was kind of in a way to 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 fight these impeachment um inquiry rumors i guess so to speak or not not really rumors because they're true but um what's going on with the impeachment inquiry yes yeah okay. and it like a failed attempt pretty much because he's still not like people's approval rating of him went up right crazy of it, crazy about it yeah I, I i think it is i think let me not say that is that is is the reason. Like he said, yo, this impeachment is coming. Find me a terrorist so I could, we could smoke him. But I, I do, I, I'm pretty sure that it was on his table. And it could have been that in a normal situation, he would have been, you know, probably in the middle, probably leaning towards not doing it because he's not into intervening in other, other countries and shit like that. But he mm-hmm. said, yo, we got to, we need a win go for it and just threw a bomb for the end zone and got it and, and got that got the joint but is it going to win the game I don't know because yeah. yeah like the whole impeachment stuff is just still very fresh and the Democrats doing a decent job of keeping it in the news and I guess the news is doing a good job of keeping it in the news because right after it happened they're like yeah you know the terrorists just got smoked alright they're going to vote on the impeachment query and all this <laughs> stuff I'm like damn and, uh, <laughs> not, yeah, exactly, and it's not a new strategy. Um, Clinton actually in, in used that same strategy back when he was facing his impeachment um, rumors. Actually, then the attack that he quote unquote greenlighted um, was was supposedly what was what sparked the the September 11th attacks. You know what I mean? They like that was that was in retaliation of that attack, but it was in the middle of his of his impeachment stuff. You know what I mean? With Monica Lewinsky, Clinton did a lot like, of stuff. You remember when uh, Kobe had his court case and he was going hard? Like my man Kobe was putting up forty each night. That's what Clinton <laughs> did. So yes, Trump did this did did this one strike, but Clinton was going hard working with Republicans to this kind of bill and reform this and striking this overseas, and he just going hard every day. He was straight up Kobe. No, nah, yeah, it's funny too because you brought up the shoot, the George Bush shoot thing, and I was like, oh damn, I kind of forgot about that shoot. And there was a couple things in George Bush's presidency that, like, every once in a while, I'll just think of. Like, even um, what was I thinking of the other day when he was talking about Kanye West? He's like, I'm not a hater. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I never been, but he, I think that was after his presidency. He made he did that interview, but it, it, there's so it was um, there's so much funny stuff with George Bush that I'm like, I'm so happy we live in the age of um documentation and so much stuff because you know what i mean we just go back and relive it you know what i mean we can go back and see some of the things and it, it um i heard a quote the other day it was um just to change gears here it was from uh tyrese he has that new movie coming out called black and blue with um naomi harris i believe her name is mm-hmm. um it, it seems like a pretty cool movie it deals with police brutality and um things like that um he made a statement he was like yo y'all gotta come out and support the movies that we make or they gonna keep making slave movies Right, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> you know, I was like, "Okay, I, I, I see what you're saying there, Tyrese." But then I was like, "I thought it's, it's I don't like, I don't honestly, I haven't, I've like the current wave of slave movies. I don't think I've seen any of them. Right, mm-hmm. Twelve Years a Slave. Um, that's the Nat Turner. Is that the Nat Turner one? No, nah, right. Twelve Years a Slave is not the Nat Turner one. The Nat Turner yeah. one was uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I was with yeah, Nick yeah, Parker. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and yeah, and then they got the Harriet one. I've seen the commercial for this week. Harriet. Um. So it's not, and it's not like I'm. It's, I don't personally go watch them, but I'm, I'm not Django. against them, huh? Django Unchained, <laughs> Django. I did see <laughs> that one. I actually did see. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's like I didn't necessarily, and, and with the exception of Django, I, I don't think they're a bad thing to make slave movies. But I can kind of see where Tyrese was coming from that that's a negative thing that we keep reliving this slave thing. So what is your opinion like on that, Keith? Do you think it's like the slave movies or something that we should not be revisiting and should not be making or? 
are you appreciative of them for telling our story and, and continuing to tell our story in a generation where they might not even be learning this in school? Nah, they should continue making it. However, I think the ones that keep getting attention are slave movies or movies of black people in despair. You know what I'm mm. saying? Or black, whether or not they make it out to despair, but they in deep despair. Even when you go back to that wave of like urban movies in the early 90s, the, the boys in the hood and the menace of society, uh, it's just it's just all about despair, and that's kind of how you start seeing black people. Like, man, so instead of being so now from a, a narrative point of view, you're not looking at just people who you know are just about as you know could be as successful as you. You just look at oh, look at them; they just went through so much. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, you never, there's no crazy rich black folks, like the crazy rich Asians movie. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't never see that. ATL may have been like one of the first, I think, black movies where I was like, everyone's happy, kind of, but then there was a point in the movie where they weren't happy, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like. Uh, don't let the, the the skating rink fool you, man. That was no happy movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to your point, there's not enough, there's not enough. What's we call it? Like uh, romantic comedies, like all the genres that most mainstream movies have there's not enough of those there's not enough love jones there's not a lot mm-hmm. enough you know just just movies aside from these despair movies so that's why moonlight was cool you know what i'm saying i really like moonlight was despair though a little bit of a good amount of despair because you know he was bullied and he dealt with certain th- but 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 it was a good movie i agree with you with that 100 percent. well yeah you're right it, it was drama and it was a lot of despair but not societal despair well there was exactly there, yeah matter of fact there was but it was that wasn't the highlight of the movie it was identity despair with, with a kid um in the closet or a guy mm-hmm. in the closet trying to figure out where he is in a where he belongs in a homophobic world like in a homophobic environment so to to your point it was so individually based i don't even know the i don't know the timeline of that movie like i don't know what year it was made you know what i'm saying i think they did it on purpose they don't want you to know what years it could have been current day it could have been you know what i mean maybe uh, in the 80s and stuff like that so i I like that they did that in the sense that they you could have put white people in that movie made the same movie right you know what I mean? You could have put any any race of people, Spanish people in it. So like I agree with you hundred percent. It's not about the black struggle. Yeah, you could have put white people in there in the middle of Opalaka, Florida. And uh, <laughs> call it moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> when the moon hits your eye. What who do they lose to? Oh, La La Land. They they won. They beat La La Land. They beat Fucking La La Land, but they said La La Land by accident. Warren Beatty tried to give it to La La Land. For best like, picture, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I see you, Warren Beatty. I see what you up to. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or real quick, like even if you look at um the other joint, Mahersha Ali won for supporting actor for um shit that movie where that white dude drives him around, like the reverse. Oh Miss yeah, Daisy. yeah. The Green Book. The Green Book. Yeah. So like, so, so like yeah. even that, like the whole race thing and the white savior. So I see what Tyrese is saying. Like we're tired of seeing those movies because those are the ones that it's like, oh, these that's the artistic joint. Like this is the joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But here's an action movie that will it get as much love like as let's say, let's say a Fast and the Furious star. Well, I don't know what Vin Diesel is, but <laughs> I don't know what race he subscribes to, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like a movie like that, like will it get that kind of love? I guess Bad Boys, so hopefully it gets that Bad Boys love, but we need more Bad Boys. We need more Love Jones. Sort of. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I agree. But but I'm not against slave movies. I don't like. I don't personally watch them. Maybe one day I will. Um, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's just like I think it's the. Proportions. I like that they exist. Yeah, I like that they exist because I don't. There's stuff about I can't front and sit here like I know everything about slavery. I've, I've heard, I hear things about slavery at 35 years old. And I'm like, damn, I never thought that probably is true. You know what I'm saying? Everything like to this you day, need is, to know about slavery is in Django Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> written by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> even even the the action scenes, all that shit. Yeah. Nah, but um, no, nah, no. Nah, so I guess I I think they're important because because I'm I'm nervous that as a society will reach a point where motherfuckers will try to deny it ever happened. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they will, they will. Like that didn't happen. That's not. That didn't really happen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like no, it, it exists. We gonna keep bringing it up. You know what I mean? Like. 
It might it might make the lady that I'm out on a date with uncomfortable, but might, maybe we might go see a slave movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like fuck it, but you know what I mean. Like it, it, I'm not against it, but I I do see what Tyrese is saying, and, and I'm in 100 agreement with what you just said. Like we should make more more. more I want to see the romantic black comedies. Like Kevin Hart was trying to do that a little bit. You know what I mean? Some of the movies he was in, and the, what was it? Uh, Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man Too. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Think I, Like I, a I, Man Returns, and then uh, Think. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So I can't, I can't, I, I like that. And, and even like, you know what I'm saying? Those movies might not be critically acclaimed, but I like the fact that they made the, the effort. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, um, see, but it, it keeps taking like these gigantic black producers to do stuff like that. Like Steve Harvey or mm-hmm. be kind Tyler, of, Perry. Tyler Perry, um, Eddie Murphy with Boomerang. Like these, Boomerang's a great movie too for its time. Like there wasn't any other movies like that, right? Like I could think of. No, not at all, <laughs> man. It was somebody, and Eddie Murphy. I think he he did a great job at making these black heroes, even if it's a romantic hero, like a, you know, like how he was in that movie, or just mm-hmm. an action hero. Keenan Ivory, oh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's stuck to like slapstick comedy, but like these giants to make stuff like that. So I don't know who the giant is today. Well, Tyler Perry, honestly, but he kind of has his own genre. His of, own of thing movie. going on, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, he's like Oprah level kind of getting there. You he's, know oh, yeah, like, he's Oprah level. Uh-huh. But even when he does make shows, it's kind of, it has his own genre. It's, it's, I, I don't want to go into it, but I don't like it. Mm. He's got that new BET series, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sisters, I think it's Um The Val's no, in not. it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to our homeboy DeVal, man. We went to school with him. Shout out to DeVal. He's, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen but, it. I don't got BET. Yeah, I know he was. I've seen him talking about it, but um, before we wrap things up, man, I got actually a question. We we've spoke about this in in sort like spurts. I think we spoke about certain apps that allow you to kind of curb your social media use on your cell phone, and even cutting down certain a certain um amount of screen time and amount of time that we spend, you know, into our phones. But I heard something the other day that like a trend is happening. People are actually trading in their smartphones for flip phones. You know what I mean? Just to go back to the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. and um. It was funny because I do so much on my phone nowadays. Like I said earlier in the show, I, I, I use it for ride sharing. Um, obviously, I use it for dating. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it's so it's like a, it's like my phone makes me money. It gets me buns. It's like what 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 more could you ask for? My but phone it's just gets like... me buns. <laughs> and when I can't get buns, my phone fulfills other. Needs. Phone gets me money. Gets me money. <laughs> but um, no. But but I thought about that. I was like, yo, that that's that's actually kind of tempting. I guess if I wasn't. Some of the stuff I did wasn't app based, but if it was strictly like you know conversational based, like that, I, I wouldn't be that composed. Because sometimes it, the phone can be super distracting, bro. Like it's just like you, you didn't even realize that you spent thirty minutes on the couch doing nothing. You know what I mean? But it felt like you were doing something. You was watching a fucking five minute Instagram TV videos. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got they got <laughs> some there's some there's some statistic basically like every time like you tap your phone. Like you, you spend like thirty minutes, like a one phone distraction or something, like thirty minutes, because like you just get caught up in it. Mm. And then like the break, the breaks between each of those distractions are pretty short, so you could spend like hours per day on just on your phone. Would you? Would you make the switch? I can't. I can't because I just can't. Because <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it because I do a lot. I just do so much on my phone. You know what I'm saying? I mean, would I? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, would I be? I mean, text, texting alone would be a bitch. You know, what I'm saying? like if there was a phone where I could just, if it just had maybe like three key features, like maybe texting and GPS and then telephone, like that I could do. But the text alone just keeps me on a smartphone, and therefore, like I'm stuck to all the other shit. But yeah, mm-hmm. I have, I do some of the um the screen time joints. Yeah, yeah, you're one of the few people I've heard talk about it. Explain. Yeah, well, you you can limit your screen time per day to, on on certain apps. So, for instance, if you say I only want to spend thirty minutes a day on Instagram, then once Instagram is on has showed up on your screen for a total of thirty minutes, it shuts it off for the rest of the day. That's a good app. That's a good. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. So. It definitely you still, you still use that? You still use that to this day? I remember a couple months ago you were talking about it. Yeah, I still use it. However, like sometimes I turn it off. Like I would turn it off on the weekend and I forget, I would forget to turn it back on. Then I'll spend gotcha. an entire week going ham on Instagram. But then I got to <laughs> wonder why you ain't get shit done. Why your productivity? Yeah, lowered. exactly. <laughs> nah, that's, that's it's 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 tempting, man. But like, I, it's funny because smartphones have existed for so long. But I really feel like 
now at this current juncture I'm at in life this today I'm using it to its full capabilities I'm using it as a computer in my pocket you know what I mean like I'm literally you know what I mean and, and it, I'm, I'm learning new things that sync between my MacBook and my, my phone and, and stuff like that that's even making things easier for me you know what I mean making it easier for me to get stuff done so it's like I I, I am truly using it to a computer to the point where I think I am I am hooked but I would be a cool like little like uh, I don't know if I'd give it up for good but maybe if you made me do it for a week or something like that just to see just to see how my mind would work differently you know what I mean you should do the little, screen like, time joint yeah maybe I'll try that yeah I don't I don't think I, I spend too much time on social media That's what but everyone I, I mean, says yeah, you don't know until like you see the numbers or some shit. Right? Richard probably got that joke. Like he said something like, "Um, you got friends that they addicted to coke. You tell them that, yo, you addicted to coke. He said, like, I ain't addicted to coke, man. I've been doing coke fifteen years. I still ain't addicted. <laughs> I just like the smell. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, 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 no. It is an addiction though. It is definitely because I I hate the fact that I don't. What does it look like to my kid if I'm always looking at a phone? You know, what does that look? Because my mom didn't always look at the phone. You know what I mean? Right. So is it is it the same as when I seen her in the kitchen with the with the corded phone? Yeah, you know what I mean. Walking around, is it that same imagery, or is it is it more dangerous? Is something I got to be worried about? You know, what I mean? because because she has a mini computer in her hand with the tablets. You know what I mean? Yeah, my daughter when she being my daughter. So it's just like um, no, it's, it's definitely something to be wary of and 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 stay on top of. And and that's like the whole parenting experience I'm learning is like. I don't. I think maybe I envision parenting as having kids, and then I'm kind of like matter of factly in my kid's life as they as they're going through the just a bystander that makes sure they don't touch the stove. <laughs> Pretty much, but it's like I feel like nowadays, not even, but like the generational gap between me and my own parents. They, I don't. I feel like it would have been very difficult for them to try to keep up with the technology that that, that I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because of our generational gap, but it's really how it's not that big. Like I was, I'm 20. What? Uh, 30 years older than my daughter is that, that I mean I think that's about the same gap my parents were you know what I mean yeah I mean let me tell you man I'm a cranky old man I hate to see people including kids engulfed in, into their into their devices in certain places like I hate I hate to see people at dinner just going at it on their phones like two like a somebody on a date two people on a date and both of them talking, on their right? phone they're not talking yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Keep yelling at them from across the room. Hey, love that woman, all right? Put that shit down. Put that down, young Gipper Gapper. <laughs> or, or kid, or, um, yeah, yo, gotta read to your kids, man. Buy an old school paper book or, or whatever and just like engage. I think that person to person engagement is gonna be lost, man. Like when you see, or if you Already is. come talk Already to is. A, a, a little kid and they're in the device and you just wanna like, you know, goof off a little kid, and they be like, "Nah, I'm cool. I'm gonna just stick to this iPad Mini." <laughs> Yo, it's 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 ridiculous. I hate I hate seeing it. And it's, it's, it's people using it nowadays. We we talk about it on the show like a babysitter. You know, what yeah. I mean? People using it like to watch their kids. But I'm not, I I ain't gonna front. Like it's funny because I think about a lot of stuff you say to me sometimes when I find myself kind of getting lazy and just letting my daughter rock out with it too much. I be like, you know, I've I've heard Keith make comments about this before, and he's he's got a point. You know what I mean? So people are like, well, Keith ain't got no kids. Why you listening? Nah, Keith got a point, man. He's right because he, he can see it from the outside. He's not distracted by being a parent. It's, you know what I'm saying? It, he, it's too easy. Yeah. It's it's too yeah. easy to get it, get it because you know every every app now is designed to be on autopilot. Look at YouTube. Next thing you know, you know you you put send your kid to go watch one of them goofy cartoons, and then after thirty minutes, she's gonna be asking you, you know, about Trump, some Trump campaign ad that she saw because it came up across her joint exactly exactly yeah you can't and you how much of that you know it's funny too remember like when we were kids you, you could sit in the living room you watch a tv so if something funny came on your mom was kind of in the next room she wasn't watching what she was watching but she could hear if something got a little funny you right know I mean? yeah yeah but, you, but with the tablets it's a little harder you know what i mean right they they walk away, they or it's like, like on, yeah. on a, low, a low enough volume for them to hear but you could barely hear yeah. it and to the parent you like all right well they're rocking out over there so I mean, like, so so I'm gonna just keep them with it. But it's like I, I just thought about it. Like, I, there's no way our kids could go to. Maybe, maybe they will go to flip phones because they'll just be. It'll be so different to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it'll be appealing. They'll be like, oh my god, yeah. what is this technology? Or at least <laughs> put. Uh, there's a settings on on um on phones where you could put in like kid mode where they could operate certain apps. Yeah. And there's some really good apps like Khan Academy Kids and PBS Kids and ABC one to ABC Mouse or whatever that shit is called. Mm-hmm. That you know, kids could use that shit, and they're pretty engaged. And depending on the age of the kid, no, no, it's, it's weird for me to be the to to go from the person that was opposed to parental restrictions because they restricted what I was doing to now being the person setting them. 
Right. You know what I mean? But it's it's life. It's growing up. It's it's, it's parenting in 2020, man. It's crazy, bro. But that's that's another episode, dog. In the fucking books, man. 75. All the way live. Yeah. <laughs> Getting this money, man. Oh, man. Keith, where can people find you at on social media, bro? Instagram. Me and my underscore 35. Follow that, man. That's a dope account. He's always doing dope things, man. Follow me on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. You can also follow the entire Perfect Talk podcast at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram, Perfect Talk Pod on Twitter. Uh, Go to our website. We got a website, man. 2019 been a great year for us. God done blessed us with a website, uh, perfecttalkpodcast.com. You're home for the Perfect Talk podcast and my radio show, The Night Shift. You can also find that radio show and the other ones I do on the Mixcloud app at mixcloud.com. Follow DJ Plicka Playboy and listen to all my radio shows, rap nights, R&B nights, and of course, the night shift. Man, shit. Keith, what you watching on TV nowadays, man? What you, what's, the new, what's the new thing for the week? What's your Netflix pick of the week? Netflix. I go premium, brother. I watch hey, watch, I'm watching Watchmen on HBO. 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 Is that a, that's a, a superhero show, right? Yeah, it's like a DC comic joint, but... HBO, so it got like breasts in it and stuff. Now, was that the, there was a movie called Watchmen? There was. I, I didn't watch that. Okay. Yeah, it was a movie called it's Watchmen, based off of that? and it's based on yeah, it's based on a comic book. So I can't compare it to the movie because I didn't see it, but it's dope. Mm. Regina King's in it playing the action uh, action um, hero, first female black action hero. It, is Albany it? Streets. Mainstream, I think. I've seen something like that. <laughs> like a mainstream one. Like that to like, that level while the HBO show? Yeah. On it. It's very specific, though, man. It's like one of them. Because <laughs> we're going to discount Holly Berry. You know what? What'd she do? Catwoman. Oh, Storm? Oh, she, well, she was Storm, too. And she was Storm, too. Yeah. She, she did DC and Marvel. First black woman to do DC and Marvel. <laughs> In the 2000s. In the 2000s and to wear a white, a white gray hair wig. They said that that Naomi Harris movie, Black and Blue, to bring that back up with Tyrese. They said that's the first movie with a black female playing a, a cop as the lead character. Okay, see and now that like, that's something I could accept. <laughs> no, but I thought about it. I was like, you know what? He might be right. Yeah, <laughs> he might be right. Because often, mean, like, often, if a black woman's a cop, and and this is specific to movies. Is that what you're asking me? If that's specific, yeah, to that's yeah, stat, I think that's like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it. Uh, there was the director of the movie who said it. So yeah, yeah he was referring to movies. I, I yeah. can see that because I've seen bl- uh, black women play cops in movies, but it's always yeah. like a, a a partner that says yeah. like a line to kind of push the plot ahead. But she's not in. Mm-hmm. She's not even even in the the squad car. She just kind of comes out the locker room and says, "Hey, so uh, you caught that thief? Because I heard the thief is going to be at Dime Bank on Main Street." And then goes back, and that's the last time you see <laughs> she dis- she disappears she disappears, <laughs> or she gets shot like in the wire. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but shout out to uh, seeing more black women in, in action movies nowadays because um, uh, what's her name Viola Viola Davis? Mm-hmm. She did that the joint Widows, right? Widows, Widows. yeah, she did Widows. Yeah. You seen that? I want to check. Yeah, that. I've been wanting to check. It's that pretty movie. good it's movie. Good? Like it? It's a pretty yeah. good. You, you know why? Because a lot of times I watch a lot of these movies with like, you know, there's this complex pot, plot and twist. And it has a twist in it, but like it's not too deep. It's just an action movie with guns and explosions and money mm-hmm. and bags and bags of money. And that's it. Like it's like, oh, we got to get this money for something. They go ahead and try to get it. And then, you know, then the movie's resolved. And like, that's it. And yeah. I appreciate movies like that. Netflix has a lot of those types of movies where it's just simple. Like there's a problem. We're going to fix it. And then the movie ends, and it's just an hour and a half, and I love that shit. And by the way, no, no, you, you like, we take that for granted. But so you're, you're saying you like the simplicity of it? it it's just an action movie, like yeah. it's the action movies we we love. Like that's it, and starring Viola Davis. That's dope, yeah. Now, and even we brought this up earlier with the topic of slavery movie, but it, even horror movies for black people is kind of like a new kind of genre. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they have that um <laughs> that that uh one of them sequels to The Purge with a bunch of yeah, yeah starring a bunch of black people. Black Purge? Yeah, Black Purge. <laughs> I want to see Us. I've seen Get Out. I haven't seen Us yet, though. I'm, I'm going to check that out. With, um, but um, yeah, 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 you got to see. Oh, yeah, like, Us. That's right. It's Jordan yeah. Peele, now that you mentioned horror, yeah. Let's see if that yeah, catches on. That's crazy, on. right? That's crazy. Like, black people in Hollywood forever. We're, now we're just getting into black horror. Because black people know. are known for being the first to die. Yeah, yeah exactly. In mainstream yeah, yeah. horror movies. Oh, by the way, on Netflix, you mentioned Netflix, The Spy, starring Borat. 
That's a dope, a dope mini series. That, that's not a Netflix original. It's a is that a Netflix original? It is. It's about oh, okay. uh, um, an Israeli spy from back in the sixties or seventies. My man from Borat. Is? Yeah, oh, I'm gonna have to check that They're out. They're playing man. a dramatic role, so it's funny because probably like for the first 20, 30 minutes, you're waiting for him to drop a punchline. Yeah, but it's like, nah, this is a serious movie. He trying to switch it up. Like, okay, Sasha, Sasha Cohen or something like that. Well, you know, them, a lot of them comedians got a, and he could do all them accents and shit. So he did the Israeli accent, and uh, yeah, man, a lot of them comedians could do some cool dramatic shit. Look at Jamie Foxx. So it's not, it's not comedy. It's not a comedy at all. It's a espionage thriller. Oh shit! Damn, I would have never expected that from him. Yeah, He's branching out. It's good too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. I hear my daughter waking up. It's bright and early in the morning, man. Let's go. Uh, let's go get better every day. Take over our day and take over the world, man. I'ma holla at you uh next week, bro. Say goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Peace.